one of the things I hate the most are save versus death effects. Yeah, me too. Galarian <laughs> has a couple of them, and they just suck. Luckily for you, Adam, you had three shots to save your character. Could have made the will save. Could have made the first roll. Could have made the second roll. But now here we are. I'm trying to not stare daggers at you right now. <laughs> like I'm, trying to like, I'm like looking past everybody, like into the wall, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. Twisting the knife here. I Tear never, eye. I built Benjen specifically. We just leveled up. Like I, right? I took, and I don't think I had even mentioned this on air yet because it hadn't come up, but I took like the crane style and I took a couple of extra feats that allowed it to where, you know, I could have a really high AC. It lowered my attack a little, but like my thought was, I, I can't get hit this way. Like, if I've got a high AC, I can't get hit, I won't die. That was my logic. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't get hit, you can't have hit points taken away, you can't die. I never, <laughs> ever, ever imagined that Benjamin would die by my rolling. It's like that, you know? The classic, quit hitting yourself, quit hitting yourself, yeah. quit hitting yourself. <laughs> like, I, I never, ever thought that I would die because of a save versus death. So, it's a first. But you've killed literally all of my characters. Since we've started playing, Wes, we were talking about this off air. You've killed every single character that I've ever played. Your DM bag of death is full of my characters, <laughs> just partying it up. Man, <laughs> and I... Death at. Just sometimes you have to play the encounter the way it's written. And you just got to go with it. And it sucks, even as a DM. Like, I don't... I mean, I do enjoy killing characters, but not really. It's not fun. And you've worked really hard on Benjen and... I appreciate you staying with the group and not storming out last week. Yeah. Uh, just like throwing your stuff down and never seeing Adam again. <laughs> just leave your wife here. Oh <laughs> but uh, but Galarian is a dangerous place. And you all willingly went into a haunted house. And you figured out a lot of the things that were wrong. And you kept going. And you have to. In order to accomplish your goals, you have to get through this thing. And then here you are. Like, Glarian is not safe. You better roll high and hope for the best. You had your full 50 hit points. I did. I died with... I, I had only took eight points of damage. Yeah. So I died with 42 hit points out of 50. God. I had the highest health in the party. Yep. DC 18. Coup de grace is a nasty thing if you can pull it off. On or, yourself. Jesus. Or as, oh, man. As I like to say, it, along with my ballet pronunciation, the Coupes de Gracie. The Coupes de Gracie. Yeah, Coupes de Gracie. <laughs> See, what's great about this is it's finally Casey's turn to be a dick to me about a dead character. Because I've been poking <laughs> fun at Finland yep. for months. Yep. <laughs> what goes around comes around. Oh, totally. Sorry, I'm not petty like that. <laughs> oh. Damn. I would never do that. <laughs> Well, it's been fun recording with you guys. I hope you have a good episode. We, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Really. Yes. Yeah, to come all the way down for like four minutes of talking here. I'm Hannah's now chauffeur for the day. That's what it is. <laughs> nice. Everyone loves Yinli, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Jeeves. So, you keep me around to hit publish on that WordPress site. <laughs> yeah. We're going to pick up with a camera. It's on a drone flying high above the group. And it begins to kind of like zoom in on the four uh, characters on their horses. And then the drone just takes off. 
and it flies northeast, northeast, and it just zips around for a while, and then it passes through like this shimmering, mirror-like surface, and then it's somewhere else. And suddenly, spires that reach high, high into the sky. It's almost like a floating city lost in the clouds. That camera is going to zip forward, and it's going to head directly towards one of these huge, huge spires. The audience will recognize these spires from the picture you saw in the bottom of Thistletop. And it flies directly at one of the roofs, and it just goes right through with a camera magic trick that you can use because you're just a camera. And it goes through this roof, and it's inside now. And you see a skeletal ghostly shape sitting at a throne and it's this huge ornate gorgeous throne and the character sitting on this throne is like fading in and out of existence and he's just sitting there with his hand out caressing a glass globe and you go fly around and you look from the back side of the globe and you see a reverse image of what that character is seeing. And it's the four characters on their horses plodding slowly up the Lost Coast Road. And you pan up, you see this ghostly figure and a grin spreads across his face. And we're back. And it's Safi. Yenli and Darius on their horses, plotting. I'm sure their heads are hanging. Uh, it's, everything just has to feel heavy at this point. And there's Benjen, tied across the saddle in the best way possible. I've watched a lot of westerns growing up. And you always have that image of a, of a, a dead cowboy being brought into town tied across a saddle hands and feet tied together to keep him from slipping off and there's Benjen with his horns just flopping slowly with every step of a horse Safi uh, as he's riding he's gonna cast he's gonna drop a spell and cast summon monster 3 he can summon a Lyrakeen Azada, which is a uh, kind of like an angelish, like a chaotic angel from uh, Elysium. And she appears, and they're tiny. You know, she's just fluttering along, all like the size of a fairy. And he looks over and says, Oh, it's good to see you again, Abby. Would you uh, do me a favor? See if you can find Bingen. Thank you very much. And she disappears. I thought you were going to say that you were going to use Summon Monster 3 to summon Benjen. And I was like, he's not a monster. That's what I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. And the group just trudges forward. It's a long trip to Sandpoint. During that journey, Darius pulls out the wand of um, uh, gentle repose. Oh, good. That we had received previously. And goes ahead and casts that on Benjen's body. Probably real smart. He's starting to stink a little bit. I forgot that this necklace does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Serves as that. Okay. And you guys make your way all the way to Sandpoint. And I, what I want for this 
is for when you enter Sandpoint, the streets to be lined with people. Everybody from Benjamin's past just lined up along the road, ready to greet him when he comes home, and they're all just standing there cheering and really happy for him, and when they see you guys, they would get quiet and sad. But that's not what happens. No, the town is just doing its normal, everyday thing. Nothing has changed for Sandpoint until you ride through town with him tied to the back of a horse. And word spreads like wildfire about what happened. And as you guys are making your way through town and you just head directly toward Benjamin's house where he grew up with his mother and his father, there is a procession following you as you leave town. After about half a mile, most of them have fallen off. And then another half mile and the rest of them have gone. And they're going to let the party, you three, deal with the loss of one of yours as you make your way all the way to Benjamin's house. And you come up over that crest of a hill where earlier you saw smoke billowing. And as you crested the hill, you saw Judah and Beth at the house getting ready to fix things up. And they waved at you at the beginning and they just so happy to see your silhouettes at the top of the hill. And then you make your way down and there's one silhouette missing. And as you draw closer, they have figured it out by the time you get there. And standing at the door is Judah and Beth, arm in arm, as Safi approaches with Yenli and Darius. Judah. Benji. Benjin. We could not save him. He was, uh, he was killed by an evil spirit. And there was nothing that we could do. I am very sorry. We brought him back to rest in your home. To, uh, see our friend away. I should have been there. I should have gone with you. I could have protected him. I don't know that you could. I did not even see the spirit until it was too late. There was nothing I could do. Of course not. You couldn't protect my son. My son couldn't even protect himself. Told him not to go with you. Benji was very, very brave. He would not. Uh, he would not let us go alone. It is not him. That's not how I knew him. He was very protective of his friends. I told him not to go. And he turns around and he storms into the house, leaving his wife standing on the stoop, staring at you, tears just streaming down her face. And she runs off the porch over to the horse where her son is and just wails and holds on to him. Safi just nods, waiting patiently for her to have her moment. And after a few minutes, once she lets go of the embrace, we shall put him 
with your family and with Finland, if that is okay. And she just nods her head, still crying, and turns and goes into the house. Safi nods. Okay, we will be doing this now. Grabs the horse that Benjen is on and just slowly walks towards the graveyard at this point. I would imagine with Safi feeling as weak and fatigued as he is, Darius is not really one with a strong back, big arms, but Yinli on the other hand, I think she would be the one to dig the dig the grave. She climbs down off the back of her horse, pulls a shovel out of the back, and just starts to dig. Because what better way to deal with the loss of such a good friend than physical labor? And while she is digging, Safi will be doing religious rites. The best that he knows of Desna's religious rites. Of course, doing Caden's song and dance, but tries to make it more about he, about Benjen and his relationship with Desna versus what Safi knows. So, I mean, he's got a knowledge of a lot, so he probably knows some Desna and Benjen and Safi off air discussed religion a lot because that's what I was all about and Benjen oftentimes thanked Caden after certain times, so he would have taken that as a an end to try to bring him to Caden. Uh, but he will. He'll he'll pray to Desna because Desna's a, a good goddess and he'll try to do the best he can doing final rites for what ended up his best friend. This might be difficult, but could we have a flashback to one of those conversations between Benjen and Safi about the desert? I will take any opportunity to play Benjen again. (laughs) (laughs) Even if that means playing in the past. (laughs) I'd love to see what that conversation was like. Imagine the scene set up where we're probably at uh, the Rusty Dragon. Oh, yeah. sure. You know, throwing yeah. back some, some brewskis. Chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles, <laughs> yeah. Seeing <Yeah. laughs> so eat more. <laughs> so, Sophie, tell me about uh, Kate. As you know, I worship Desna. I've always loved Desna. She's been our local goddess here, and she's treated me well. You know, as, as much as an outcast as I've been in Sandpoint, I feel like she's always had my back, and she was a good god to my friend Nualia while she was alive. I'm assuming this conversation probably takes place before we discover Nualia's turn. Probably. Yeah, early on. Early on. Just after we've just met, like maybe even after the goblins, the night after the goblins. Right, right. So this this god, this allows you uh, to drink? He has you drink all the time, it seems. Oh, he, yes, Caden loves everybody. He loves the party. He's a god of ale and bravery, freedom and wine. Oh, I love the wine. Have you tried this wine here? Uh, I haven't seen it. And it's he takes good. This is good. Wow. It's very good. Who would you like some more? I, uh, of course. Tell me about Desna. Desna, Caden, uh, and Desna are very close. I know Desna is the goddess of dreams and luck. Travelers. I am a traveler. Uh, you, you seem to embody Desna. Well, you, you seem a, a dreamer. Luck's, I appreciate that. And luck does seem to be part of your. Look, it seems very much part of it. You can't even say that with a straight face. 
I was trying to say, like, Lex seems to be a great part of you, but this is not true. And you literally just killed <laughs> you. Yeah. Well, I did just meet you in this point in time. So sure, sure. You seem very lucky. Yes, of course. I, I think most people you. would disagree, Sophie. I'm not the luckiest around oh, here. Oh, no. They don't know you. I just met you, but uh, this is how I know you. You're a lucky man. Well, it's, it's interesting. It seems to me that uh, Caden actually discusses your life with you. He speaks directly to you. I, the more I speak to Caden, here recently, he starts to speak back. Briefly, in single words, but do you know of Kate and Kaylin's story? Him going to the Star Stone. He was a man just like us. He was just a normal man. He was. He That's got, incredible. And he got drunk, and he somehow did what most can't. Uh, and now he's. That is why he's known as the uh, the the lucky drunk. He uh, he got very lucky. He was thinking with his friends. He's like, oh hello friends. I'm going to. Uh, we've been drinking. I'm going to touch the stone and. I don't know, maybe become a god today. And like, boop, there he was. He was a god. That's incredible. I, I don't know how Desna became a god. I think she's just always been a god. I think she is one of the prime powers. I think she was one of the ones to help uh, contain Rovagog. Perhaps, yes. I, I'd be honest with you. I'm not super familiar with Desna. I, I tried to learn more about the god and whatnot, but the gods have never spoke back to me. I, I feel almost like there's something between us, between me and the gods. Uh, but I believe in them. And Desna's never talked to me. She's never replied. But occasionally I'll see a butterfly or something. And I, as that being the symbol of Desna, I assume that's her way of showing her powers to me. Well, possibly, yes. I mean, it's the small beauties in life that we all love. I right? agree, yes, absolutely. It but sounds like Caden gives you beer and Desna gives me hope. But I can show you the ways of Caden. I do not want to try to change you from who you are. But you see butterflies, I drink beer. And as Safi finds himself lost in thought, uh, it fades away as he feels a hand on his shoulder. And it's Judah right behind him at the gravesite. And Safi is snapped directly back into present. The hole is dug. Beth is uh, hanging back a fair bit, uh, handkerchief in hand, trying to figure out what to do next. That's when Yinli climbs up out of the hole, goes over to the horse and unties Benjen one last time. She picks Benjen up carefully, trying not to hurt him. And she uh, lays him on the ground. Darius offers up a large cloth of blanket that he sometimes sleeps in at night. and They wrap Benjen up in that. Safi says a few last words. Safi probably can't speak. When it comes time to speak, uh, the tears choke him up. Just basically, I will miss my friend. And that's about all I can get out. Yinli? Yinli walks up and puts a hand on Safi's shoulder. Because... It's very striking that he's lost for words. He never is. Mm. No. <sighs> and just says, Benjen was the kindest person I ever met in this town. Maybe even the whole world. And I'm going to miss him very much. Safi's nodding in agreement. Pours a little bit of beer into the grave. I didn't know Benjen that well, only for a few days. 
but he was a man of his word. He also was not the devil that I called him at first, but instead turned to be an angel of this town. It's sad to see him go. And Judah walks over to the pile of dirt, picks up a handful, throws it in the grave. He looks back at Beth, who finally comes forward and does the same thing. And symbolically, each character helps fill the grave with a single handful. And then Yenli gets to the task of covering Benjen one last. I knew Benjen. Now I want to know more. I want to know who Decator is. Who? Never mind. You're all welcome to stay here one night. But in the morning, I'm going to have to ask all of you to leave. And please never come back. And Beth just reaches up and puts a hand on Judah's shoulder. And contradicting him, she says, You'll have to forgive my husband. We would like you to stay for as long as you'd want. Thank you for taking care of my little boy. And then she just breaks off and, you know, grabs her handkerchief. Safi will turn to Judah get down on both of his knees in front of him kneeling pull off his turban I would have given myself to save him I'm sorry I am very very sorry a lot of good that sorry does me now he's gonna storm off back to the house just hard steps the whole way it just blows up dust around each footstep as he makes his way back to a newly rebuilt house and he slams the door behind him and you hear him tropping up the stairs and Beth just nods and shows all each of you to your own room that they had built specially for all of Benjamin's friends to come and stay at any time each of you with your own room alone with your own thoughts for the night you each go to sleep wake up the next morning you get to heal some hit points fix a little bit of that wisdom damage your strength is back you're no longer fatigued Mr. Safi I get to try to learn a spell you can try to learn a spell if you want before resting for the night I'm going to use uh, my mug to cast restoration on Yenli to give her more of her wisdom back I believe it's I'm going to double check but I believe it's d4 it should be yeah d4 of the ability I will roll for that. Two or better will get her back to full. And you get two. Thank you. Yep. So with that two and then the one healed overnight naturally, that's three points back for you, Miss Yinli. Good deal. It's always good to break up good story with mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> what does the group do the next morning? Uh, Beth is actually dealing with the pain her own way by fixing a very large meal for everybody. There's sausage, there's eggs, a huge thing of bread ready to go. And after enjoying the meal, the group gathers back together, jumps on their horse, and heads back into Sandpoint. 
It's a couple of hours away. Maybe uh, Darius cracks a couple of jokes in order to maybe try and lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, everybody kind of deals with pain in their own way when something like this happens. Because Darius is like the comedian of the group. Oh, he I, is. Say, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I need to hear one of those Darius yeah, right? that Darius jokes. Yeah, they're all very inappropriate to say on air. Remember that big dumb red guy we were playing with? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, who's there? Benjamin's dead. What do you call a mountaintop guarded by rogues? A sneak peek. <laughs> That's a good Darius joke. Oh <laughs> That's not my a Darius joke. God. I'm in love with it already. A warlock threw a teacup at me. I guess I should have seen it coming from a tiefling. <laughs> the more I think about it, the less I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, as you draw closer to Sandpoint, even Yinli has a small smile on her face from Darius trying to lighten the mood a bit. Why does a paladin prefer chainmail? It's holy. It's holy armor. <laughs> I knew this joke. I heard this as a kid. Oh, thank you. Sorry. I'm done now. You started it, Wes. No, this is great. I love it. News has already spread throughout Sandpoint. It's been almost 24 hours by the time you make it back. Maybe a little less. Maybe more like 16, 12, 16 hours. But when you get into town, it's busy. And you all showed up about the time the Swallowtail Festival was like being set up and was almost, it was trying to get into full swing. And the, the action in town is really close to that. And once word spreads that you all are back in town, I'm assuming everybody, you basically head back to the Rusty Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, that's Probably. kind of our home base. Yeah. Or would you go to the Hagfish to have one last drink in Benjamin's honor? Which one would you do? I mean, I'm not drinking the slime shit. We might have to, though. Just kind for Benjamin. Darius hasn't done it. Oh. We're doing it. We got to, okay. We're doing it. <laughs> we, got, we got to haze you. So after Darius cracks that last joke about uh, the chain mail, you finally get to talking about the good stories and the nice things about Benjamin and the that story of when you all first met up, Benjin took you to the hagfish, introduced you to Yargi, had you drink the water and throw up shortly after. Uh, you start telling Darius about this, and that's when he mentions, oh yeah, I've never done that. And so you do, you head to the hagfish, because if Darius is going to stick around, he's got to try the water. Mm. He's got to be initiated. That was the mm. whole thing. Right. And so you do. And Yargi is helping set up for something that is happening in town that you're really not sure about. But he sees you guys, and he's helping carry this, like, huge log that they're carrying into uh, where the big stage was set up during the Swallowtail Festival. He's helping carry a big log into that area. He sees you guys. He just drops it. And the guy on the other end just kind of stumbles there. He's like, oh, God, man, what are you doing? Help me carry this thing. And Yargi's like, I got something to take care of first. Hold on. And so Yargi walks up to Safi and goes, Safi, I heard about Benjin. Yes. Yes. What happened, man? Uh, we were investigating these, uh, these killings in town, and it took us to a very bad place, and I couldn't save him. So it's true. 
Benji, Benji is dead, yes. That's... I was... I mean, that's the general feeling in town, that that's what's happening. <sighs> heavy. That's, that's real heavy. Um... Well, the town is putting together a memorial for Benjen. Good, that is very nice. Uh, they, they are taking the time, and they're going to spread the word around, get some of the people and the farmers time to get into town. Uh, two days, we'll have the memorial. This is good. It will give us time to get used to it before speaking. Benjen was good people. He was, he was really... When I was down, that man could always out-down me. So it made me feel better. I'm gonna really miss that guy. Well, we are going to, uh, we are going to teach our new friend here, Darius, about, uh, the Hagvish. <laughs> what was her name? Yes! L- Loretta! Nora. <laughs> Nora. <laughs> Nora Loretta. My fish named Nora. You have a new fish named Loretta. <laughs> yeah, we just got her in. Uh, she's still building up the slime. Nora is going fine, though. Okay, we're going to try the slimes. Well, I was helping set up for the memorial, but for you, Safi, and your new friend, let's go do it. Okay. And he takes you over to the hagfish. He opens up the door. He goes behind the bar, starts uh, cleaning out a couple glasses, looks and goes, why am I bothering? And scoops up three huge mugs of Nora's hagfish slime. Slams them down on the counter and says, all right, who's going to take the challenge? Dennis. I guess I am. Do I have to drink all three of these? Yeah. Oh, oh no. No, no. Just, you just, take just one. I'm just joking. Safi gets one. Yenli gets one. <laughs> I forgot. Is this a poison thing? Save it's like poison? three saves, if I remember. But it's versus like a poison save, yeah, right? It's like fortitude. More like, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Safi's Safi ready. I was going to say, Benjamin would have been immune to it now. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. He could have drinking that with no issues. God, the no, first time only, you barfed You're only immune everywhere to too. disease, not poison. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so Yenli picks up a mug. And raises it and looks to both of you and just says, To Benjamin. Safi clinks it. Click, clink. Darius clinks it. Clink. And slams the slime. Fortitude saves all around. Will you guys pass them for Benjamin? Because he can't. <laughs> I'm going to try our best. My first one's good. <laughs> Darius is good on his first one. I think. I think I'm good. 19 on the die, so. Yeah, I ought to do it. It's 23. I got a 17. Yeah. I got a 22. That should be enough for everybody. Good. <laughs> and so when the slime hits your lips, you're actually able to down the down the mug. <laughs> and now that it's in your belly, you got to keep it there. Oh my God. It's fortitude again, right? Yes, indeed. No, 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 19. 22. 23. We ain't first level again anymore. Not <laughs> even. Seasoned professionals. Professional drinkers. Yes. And Yargi just looks at all three of you, grins. Benjamin would be proud. Benjamin would be throwing up right now. I heard rumor Benjamin didn't even drink it. <laughs> he could hardly ever keep the stuff down, I'll be honest. <laughs> 
And as the mugs all hit the countertop together, we'll flash forward in time, and the group is all standing around just outside of the cathedral. The stands are set up. The huge stage that was set up for the Swallowtail Festival is back. And Mayor Deverin, Sheriff Baylor, and the three of you are all up on this stage, staring out into a huge crowd of people. And everybody gets to stand up and say some really nice things about Benjamin. Sheriff, the mayor, the three of you, all very, very forthcoming in your praises of Benjamin. Uh, and then there's a, another person that stands up in the crowd and goes, Hey, I want to say a couple things. And it's Benjamin Lufkin standing on top of his seat for this memorial service. Which and for those of you who don't remember who he is... Yeah, which one is that? He was a rival farmer of Benjen's uh, that was part of that group of uh, vigilantes that Davrin Hosk was running from the stables. Yeah. Did I sit on him? I I, sat, it, it was either him or one of his buddies. I had to go back It was listen, a fight, though. Those four guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You had actually done City uh, Ears of the Faithful, I think. What's that? Ears of the Faithful. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? Ears of the City? <laughs> Ears of the City. <laughs> Whatever. You had done Ears of the City on him at one point in time. That's right. And yeah. I found out he was... That's right. I, I remember that now. He was a... a uh, that's right. And you rival. out the story with Benjen and the stuff that was going on yeah. between the two of them. So, because yeah. he had such bad blood. That's right. There, there was not good blood between the two of them. But he's standing up in the memorial service right now and just... Eh, give me my shot. You're going to let me? Give you a what? Give me my shot. I want to talk. Of course, everyone has a voice. So he jumps down and jumps up on the stage, and hat in hand, he looks out at the crowd and he kind of snarls a little bit. All you know, Benjamin and I weren't the best of friends. We were rivals. He grew the best tobacco, and I just wanted to match everything he could. Yeah, I may have tried to sabotage his field a couple times. But in the end, I respected that red. And he kind of stops himself. I respected Benjamin. I did. He was a good farmer. And he was a good protector of this city. And I'll fight anybody here who'll say otherwise. Benjamin was a hero of Sandpoint! Exactly. <laughs> He'll jump back down, hat in hand, slam it back on his head, and disappear into the crowd. If it comes close to Safi, who's up on the stage, probably not too far from him. Safi will hop him with the mug. Oh, so he takes the mug, slams it, just pours the beer on his face as he like downs almost the whole thing, all in one big go. Throws his cup, the mug up in the air, and hands it right back down to you before jumping off the stage and slamming the hat back on his head. That makes some more beer. <laughs> and finally, the memorial breaks up. Everybody's going to go back to the rest of their business. When you hear the banging of a bell, and one of the sheriff's men starts running forward, jumps up on stage and starts like throwing stuff, like just talking almost loudly into Sheriff Baylor's ear, and the color just drains out of the sheriff's face as he just goes, what? And he looks at Yenli, Safi, 
and Darius. Three of you, come with me right now. What'd you do, Sophie? What did I did nothing? No, no, I, I don't know. Sheriff jumps down off the the stage, and he and the deputy that came in to talk to him, they're they're not running, but they're moving very briskly. It's difficult for Safi to keep up. And you make your way all the way to one of the stores in town we haven't really talked a lot about. It's a little boutique. It's run by Halas Korvosky. Uh, and Sheriff stops at the door, looks at the three of you. All right. My deputy told me that Halas inside is dead. And that have another note. Oh, another murder. So, we're gonna go in, we're gonna investigate, but we're not gonna tell nobody about what happened. It just kind of made the whole town curious. But I can understand, yes, we will tell no one. Alright. And you go in, and it's a nice place. It has, like, pretty dresses from Magnamar, a couple of clutches, some nice hairpins and necklaces and stuff that you would find in a specialty store that sells items to the uh, more wealthy of Sandpoint. And laying on the ground behind the desk is Halas. Red hair matted with the blood. You see the claw marks. You smell the death and decay. And pinned to the shirt is another note, again, addressed to Yinli. Oh, not again. She'll open it up. You continue to ignore my invitations, my love. Do you not sense my need for you that evening after we hunted? That is a... That is all that... Yeah! He is now admitting it. What are we gonna do? We find him in his house, and we kill him. We gotta go back. Yes. We gotta kill him. Yes. For Benjamin. Yes. Okay. And outside the door, you hear a short, distinct voice yelling out, asking for Halas. Halas? Halas? Oh, what is it now? uh, Yenley, would you go find out what's happening? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And she'll poke her head out the door. Uh, Hi there. You are not Halas. No, I'm not Halas. Who Where? are you? My name is Miriam. And what does Yinli see when she pokes her head outside the door? Yinli sees a very short halfling. I mean, even short for halfling standpoint. Uh, long curly hair coming out from under a straw hat with a few patches that have been sewn in. You know, older female wearing a green uh, tunic kind of looking shirt-ish and uh, like like a linen cream colored pants. Um, and there is a massive like crate behind her. You don't even know how she pulled it in. <laughs> Halfling hee-haw. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's, it's the hat. Like, really gets it's the it hat. Too. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Uh, but she, other than the hat, she seems well-to-do, you could say. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ma'am, ma'am, this isn't really a good time. Well, I, I have things to I, sell. Yes, but we've got a little bit of an emergency going on here. What You're gonna kind have to of come emergency? Back later. You're going to have to come back later. I cannot come back you later. You must. You don't want to go in there right now. 
trust me. I will wait here for Halus. Oh, Lord. Uh, right. You're going to be waiting a while. Miriam, give me a perception check. And that's our Welcome to the podcast. Oh, Eight. You can wait as long as you want, then. Okay. Well, she will wait uh, at the door until someone gives her answers. Where is Halas? Oh, Jesus. And she'll close the door. Sheriff. Yes. Th- there's a crazy little old lady out there, and she really wants to talk to Halas. What should I tell her? Is it Miriam? Yes. Oh, just invite her in. Oh, God. Okay. All right. And she'll open the door. And as the door starts to open, Miriam busts oh, straight through. Oh, God. <laughs> Where is Halas? She's dead. Oh. Well, that is severely unfortunate. And I knew if I didn't let you in to tell you, you would cause such a scene it just wouldn't be worth it. Well, at least you know me, Sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And so, what is this calling me Miriam? You know I go by Miri. Alright, I know, I was just trying to be formal. So, Miri, you're here to sell some more stuff, right? Of course. Not gonna do you a whole lot of good right now. Well, obviously, Halus is dead. Alright. <sighs> well, who are you all? Why are you here? Sheriff, who are these people? <laughs> uh, deputies, deputies, in- introduce yourselves, please. This is Miri. She's a loner from outside of Sandpoint. Uh, we love her. Hello, I am Safi. Safi, it's quite nice to meet you. And she bows. I love your hat. Oh, thank you. I have fixed it myself several oh, times. That's how I know you. I, <laughs> how you know me? Yes. But you don't know me at all. I do now. We just met. It was a very good conversation. This is very interesting. <laughs> you claim to know me. You've only just met me. I, that's how I know you. I will get to know you. Hmm. <gasps> I do like your hat. Thank you. I'm Darius. We're Darius. investigating these deaths. Do not get in our way. Well then, and who may you be? Uh, I'm Yenli. Oh, hi Yenli. Hello. I like your hair. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and she'll pull off her hat as uh, she like bows to you. She's bowed to Darius as well. My hair might look like that. <laughs> I never cut that. I don't have that language on my character sheet. <laughs> it's an abstract one. Only Miriam knows it. Oh my God. Draconian. <laughs> my hair might look quite like that if I didn't wear this hat all the time, of course. Oh, well, my, I think it's the humidity. Oh, I can yeah. see that. The humidity messes with my curls as well, uh, but they're not nearly as pretty as yours. Uh, that blonde hair, uh, mine's grayed uh, out much, much, many, many years ago. <laughs> well, it's it's quite nice to meet you all. Um, I will leave you to these murders. Oh, Okay, what do you uh, what do you sell? Oh, would you like to see? I might have something right up your alley. Oh no! And she kicks open the crate, and it's full of uh, it's men's young clothing. living essential oils. <laughs> <laughs> you could make a lot of money. Would you like to sell these for me? <laughs> yeah. If you have two people sell for you, and they have two people to sell you two for each. You look like a man that could have a lot of people sell things for you. I, I'm from where the pyramids are, but I do not want to be part of the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go get the manager so you can speak to him. Uh, but no, she, she kicks open the crate, and it is full of um, like really high-end men's wear. So like suits, jackets, coats, ties, uh, turbans. I mean, like you name it, it is, it is high-end, high-quality men's clothing. Ooh, turbans. 
Yes, yes, of course. Okay. Anything in this crate can be yours for a low fine. I mean, payment. Of, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's say that just depends on what you choose, I guess. A low fine? I meant payment. <laughs> <laughs> can I do, uh, sense motive? Yeah. A little slip up. I don't trust you already. Uh, 27 Against what? <laughs> was that a slip up? Like uh, is was, there a fine or was that just Was Adam? that Adam? That was Adam. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to sense motive on your character to determine what Adam is saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I really did mean payment. Oh god. I and I mean what is a, a fine other than a small payment? You know, did you have to pay because you did something bad? I don't do things bad. I do things good. <laughs> But well, do I, I like the turban? Do you have white? I like have the white robes. Oh, of course! And she like Listen dives into the crate, like just completely dives into it and starts pulling things out. The clothes just like popping just out. Popping you don't out. see yeah. her, but clothes. No, are just no, no. I mean, this is out. a big crate. Like I said, you have no idea how I got here. She like throwing her stuff all over us. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it's clothes like are just coming everywhere. Like <laughs> clothes toaster and just clothes yeah. popping up. How about this? And she pulls out, like, uh, it is a cream-colored turban. Um, I mean, and it's really long, like, way longer than it needs to be. I don't, I don't know anything about turbans. <laughs> Me neither, but that sounds good. <laughs> he wraps it around his head. That I like it. 35 gold. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, you see, I made this uh, from, Out of like, gold? No, no, no. There is a very specific worm out in the forest, and its webbing is what is emitted from its butt whenever it makes, you know, like webs and whatnot in the, in the trees. And I actually collected that and made this turban from it. It is you the strongest want material. Me to pay you 35 gold for a turban made out of worm shit. He pulls the turban off. <laughs> <laughs> Wraps his head with well, his old turban. It's your loss. Alice would have bought it. Oh, well, uh, that's, no, no, that's sad. Alice is dead. Yeah, but there will be plenty of others that will buy my clothing. And from the back here, <coughs> uh, excuse me. Yep. Yes, we we investigating a murder. Sorry, oh, yeah. let's get back to that. It is quite yeah. stinky in here. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's not oh, nice. you noticed? Yeah. Yeah. It's is that the sheriff. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sheriff. They have some work to be doing. So unless you're gonna join them to help them out. Oh, I can help. No. You no no no. But you that just was, said that was a slip of the tongue. You lied. It was a joke, Mary. You know you do remember this remember Mary. the discussion we had about jokes earlier. Absolutely not. Do you even know what you're getting into? If you want to come, I mean, is that an offer? No, this it is, is not. This is very dangerous. This is no, Ma- Mary. Do you remember Benjen? Of course I do. Who else? I mean, everyone in Sandpoint knows Benjen. He made the best tobacco. In fact, I just picked up about 10, 15 pounds of it from him uh, before the festival. It was uh, great. Do you, were you here for the memorial service? Memorial for Benjen? For Benjen? What, what happened? He, uh, our maybe Safi could explain it better. We are investigating murders, and it led us to a bad place. I could not save him. And none of us could. No. Benjen is, is dead? He's dead. Wow. This is um this awful news. I I will never be able to speak with my friend again. I mean I didn't know him super well, but I knew him enough from his tobacco. I and she pulls out a pipe and it looks like uh, almost like an egg that's being held in a raven's claw. And uh, it's very worn. It looks like it's made out of some kind of like wooden or meerschaum uh, material. 
I, this is a pipe that he actually carved for me years and years and years and years ago. I mean, when I first met him, and he gave me the first bit of tobacco that I had ever tried from Sandpoint, and it was so close to an old smell that I recognize that I will cherish that forever, but I can't imagine a, a world without Benjamin. That's awful. He was a good guy. He was very, very good, man. He was the best. And, Miri, that's why you should go home. Continue to work on your clothes. Never come back. Well... I mean, that is one option, yes, but he was somewhat of my friend, too. Are you saying you would not give me the uh, the right to avenge him? I am. I, I don't mean nothing bad by this, but you're uh, a little long in the tooth. Long in the tooth? That is an interesting saying. What does that mean, Sophie? You're old. Oh. Well, yes, but that does not mean I don't I have... I trying to be nice. <laughs> Say it to me a pleasant way. It's very dangerous it where we're going. It is very dangerous. Very dangerous. Benji was a very strong, very powerful man, and he is dead. Yes. Yes, he is. I would like to help, though. I have not been on an adventure, ever. I mean, the most adventure I've ever been on is selling my clothes to poor Halas here. It's probably not a good idea. Uh, A traveling salesperson? It does. Oh, I am much more than a salesperson. You will see. I will join you. You're not much of a salesperson. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) Maybe that is just my backup job. Well, I I, I just say, Dallas is correct. We we can't be looking after you while we're trying to figure out murders. It's just not not safe. Perhaps you can help us here in Sandpoint while we go and continue to investigate. Well, what can I do here for you all? Yeah, I'm Daris. Pull Sof- <laughs> <laughs> I pull Sophie off to the side. Yes. Uh, what do you think that we could potentially uh, give her while she stays here to distract? I don't know. This is your idea. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think she would bite. Uh, well, she bit. Damn it! <laughs> Listen, I can hear you. I want to help. Can you cook? Yes. Huh? There we go. I. Do you all need meals? Oh yeah. Oh, yes. I've been cooking for myself for oh. years now. I love my cooking. Yeah, I would love to taste your cooking. Okay. I would be happy to cook for you. So you stay at the dragon? Is that where you all are staying? Yes. Sure. The rest, dragon? I haven't seen Amiko in years. Oh, she doesn't, uh, she owns the place, but it is Bathana. She runs it now. Oh, her friend Bathana. Yes, yeah. I know Bathana. Well, she's a halfling. You all know each other, yes? Yeah, oh, well, that's racist, but oh. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend that lives in Louisiana. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jack Diamond. <laughs> oh, you're from America? Have you met this guy? <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, you seem like a very nice person. I don't want you dead. I don't want the blood of another person on my hands unless they cross us. I promise you all I would be fine. And if I die, it's in my own hands and not anything that has anything to do with you all. Trust me. Very, very persistent. Listen, what was your name again? Well, my name is Miriam, but you're welcome to call me Miri. Miri, I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want your death on our hands. Can you just show me anything that you can do to even give me comfort that you're going to be coming with us? I mean, just to escape from the place that we were at, there were swarms of birds that almost killed us. And you're easy to pick off Ah, for a bird. You need a quick escape, you say? Yes. And she'll point at you and snap her fingers and immediately cast Levitate on you. This is an interesting so feeling. I, yeah, I like to think you just take straight off into the uh, the air. Well, how about this for an escape? I could definitely help. You all need to run quick. How about fly? That's cool. 
Well. If you can do this, you may be able to do other things. Oh, this is only one of the many things that I can do. Trust me, I will be fine. Maybe you could be of help. Let's hope you're not a charlatan. Okay, well, we go to a dangerous place. Where are you guys going? Uh, Foxglove Manor. That's what it is. Uh, can I roll, like, a knowledge anything? Yeah. Roll knowledge <laughs> history. <laughs> I'm okay, you... Do you even have knowledge history? Ten on the dice. <laughs> is that a ten? <laughs> yeah. You know... <laughs> You know Foxglove Manor is uh, is south of here, and that it is a uh, place that has been abandoned for 20 years or more. Yes, Foxglove Manor. I have heard of that place. Uh, abandoned old mansion, probably haunted. It is haunted. Definitely very, haunted. Very, very haunted. It's honestly my kind of place. I'm looking forward to going and hopefully helping you all. Do you have a horse? Of course I have a horse. Somewhere. <laughs> You'll say okay? She's willing to die just to help us. I don't think there's any stopping her. Just be careful. Okay? Boy, that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> careful might as well as be my middle name. Miriam, careful. What's your last name? I don't have one yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> the GM <laughs> wouldn't let me choose Webster. Kind of like Safi. <laughs> <laughs> Cat's out of the bag now, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> Could you spell anti-disestablishmentarianism? What? Yes. <laughs> I can't even spell my own name. <laughs> and I'm getting the sense that the party is willing to accept this uh, little old lady. With hesitation. Very, Very much hesitation. Great hesitation. Yeah. Nervously. That's all right. Warily. That might be a spell she can cast later, so it'll be okay. But it, it was <laughs> impressive. Like, this little old lady selling nice clothes. Just, boop, now you're flying. So, okay. Pretty There's cool, a, little right? more, a little more there. And so you gather your things, you spend one more night in town, the next morning you all meet in the Rusty Dragon, because that's just what this group does, you have some of Bethana's chicken and waffles, and you jump on your horses, and you ride to the misgivings, proud, seeking vengeance, looking for another murderer. And you ride all the way down. You take the right-hand turn off the Lost Coast Road towards the misgivings. You make it down this little path. You go back across the bridge. And you draw close to the burned-down servants' quarters that you saw before. And again, there's only three or four little black scraggly birds watching you. As you draw closer to the front entrance of Foxglove Manor, better known as... The misgivings, and we will see you all next week. No, God. I wanted to show Miri the Manticore. <laughs> next week, I will kill one of you. I mean, we will continue playing. We were going to kill that before. <laughs> <laughs>